I want to tell you about a very interesting uh, report that came out last week about Alzheimer's disease and detecting early using um, a, a scan of your eyes. It's very cool. There's a huge battle in healthcare, of course, a battle against Alzheimer's. And of course, the search for effective treatment is is one of the most important and ongoing efforts. It's so important. But there's also a lot of work being done to improve our ways of detecting Alzheimer's. And there's some really promising work being done right here in Canada. It involves artificial intelligence, which is kind of cool because we talk about the downside of AI, but there's some upside too. And, and retinal scans and the search for early, early signs of Alzheimer's. So let's find out how it works and why it's so important. We're going to chat now with Sharon Cohen, a neurologist and medical director of the Toronto Memory Program. Sharon, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, the, the fight against Alzheimer's, it's so important to so many people, you know, especially as our population ages. I think we're all starting to have more of an understanding or at least some personal experience in a lot of cases about how devastating this can be. So how how big of a puzzle piece is detecting it early? Like we, we always hear that about cancer and other things and how it can really change outcomes. Is it the same thing with Alzheimer's? Absolutely. You are so right. So this is a progressive disease and Alzheimer's starts in the brain more than 10 years before symptoms. So just think about that. Changes are going on in the brain in those destined to develop memory loss and the symptoms of Alzheimer's. But we've got this window of opportunity before the brain is injured enough where people are still well, but they don't know unless they can have um, a scan or something that can tell them that plaque, it's called amyloid, amyloid's that sticky protein yeah. that it, the brain builds up. That's the first sign of Alzheimer's in the brain. And then people who develop mild cognitive impairment where, you know, memory's not quite right, there are some symptoms, but they're still functioning well, you know, they if they if their mild cognitive impairment is due to underlying Alzheimer's and amyloid in the brain, there are now new treatments that, well, in the uh, in the U.S., the FDA just approved a treatment, lecanemab, for people with mild cognitive impairment to keep them at a milder stage longer, and there will be more treatments. So we don't want people to miss the opportunity. You're so right that this is a real boogeyman because there's stigma. People don't want to come sure. forward. People want to think they have Alzheimer's or you notice it in mom and you think, well, maybe this is just normal aging, right? And we used to do that with cancer. We used to not be direct in confronting it because we felt we don't have much to offer. Well, now if someone has an early cancer and you miss it as a doctor, you you know, that's malpractice, right? Right, exactly. Because it can make all the difference. Yeah, exactly. So Alzheimer's disease becomes a tough disease when you let it fester and develop over many years because it kills brain cells and you can't keep losing millions of brain cells and then, you know, reverse that sort of a brain transplant. And we're not really talking about that. (laughs) If you catch it early, (laughs) if you catch it early when the brain is relatively still well, then the brain has an amazing ability to compensate. So, um, Early detection, what does that involve? Well, we have some gold standard tests. Yeah, what do we do now? So we have a PET scan of the brain with a tracer that tags amyloid, um, but it's expensive. The cost is not covered by public funding, by provincial formularies, so it costs a few thousand dollars, and there aren't enough PET scans, really, even if 
even if the cost was covered, these PET scans and the tracers are um, are kind of in short supply. Another way to diagnose early is with a spinal tap and spinal fluid with a lumbar puncture gives you a wealth of information. You can analyze it for amyloid and for other proteins that are present in Alzheimer's, but you need to have a needle in your back and, and you know, not everybody wants that. So the idea that we could take a picture of the back of the eye and get useful information that tells us if someone has Alzheimer's or not is just amazing. It's painless, it's non-invasive, less expensive than PET scans. You don't have to go to a special center. You could go to your ophthalmologist or optometrist once this technology is in play. And in an annual eye exam, we could screen for Alzheimer's changes in the back of the eye. So that's pretty cool. That's, that that's what we're working on now. I mean, that just yeah. changes. It's like, I mean, a spinal tap. I mean, good Lord. And like you say, the cost, the effectiveness, and, and just the ease of having the test done, you're, you're in a completely different league here. Yeah, it will really be a game changer. Now, we're trying to develop blood tests also to identify Alzheimer's. They are in various stages of validation. But a retinal scan is very appealing and um, pilot study with the ReadySpec technology um, really shows very good accuracy. So we're doing a a pivotal study to try and, you know, uh, confirm accuracy so that then this could be a marketed technology and ophthalmologists and optometrists can be part of the group of healthcare providers screening for Alzheimer's. You know, seeing your eye doctor, you don't usually think you're going there to check whether you have early changes of Alzheimer's, there's all kinds of eye diseases that may be discussed, but to, to bring additional, you know, existing healthcare professionals into the field, we don't have enough dementia specialists. So optometrists and ophthalmologists could really play an important role and could destigmatize Alzheimer's too. If your if your eye doctor asks you about your memory and sort of normalizes it, it's not like you're seeing the Alzheimer's doctor, right. and that's going to be kind of scary. So for so many reasons, this is really an exciting way to move forward. And, and we're hoping that, um, you know, within not too long, let's say, you know, within a year or so, we'll have the data that could allow this technology then to be used in a clinical setting, not just a research setting. That That's the goal, Sharon, about a year? Because, like, the study's been going on for about a year, and like you say, the evidence seems to be there. So right now it's sort of at the approval stage. Is that where we are? Well, we need a little bit more data, but we're getting close. You know, a lot of data has been collected, and we presented a, a, an abstract in 2021 showing really good accuracy, and now with a larger sample of, of patients, we want to confirm that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're looking at, you know, a year or so. It, it's hard it's hard to have the crystal ball there, but we're not too far off. This is pretty exciting times, and, and you were so right when you were saying, you know, you can't you can't treat something if you can't diagnose it. And if you don't diagnose it until late, even the best treatments may not be helpful. So the, the name of the game is really to early detect yeah. uh, changes of Alzheimer's. Yeah, Very exciting stuff. It really is. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for giving us the details on it today. I really appreciate your time.